Engaging conversation on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Well, hello, I'm Janet Marana, Executive Director of Priest for Life, co-founder of the Silent No More Awareness Campaign. Welcome to our program. And of course, you know, on my show, I've had in the past uh, women who are part of the Silent No More Awareness Campaign who had abortions, went through healing, and they got involved as regional coordinators or part of the campaign, also who have done Rachel's Vineyard. Well, joining me today is a very, very dear friend of mine. She has been coming with Silent No More to Washington for many, many years, giving her testimony, helping the other women who come forward to give their testimony about their regret over abortion. And she has helped uh, Rachel's Vineyard Retreats, even for the military, which we're going to get into. So welcome to the program, Patty Smith. Patty, welcome to the program. Hi, Janet. Thanks for having me. Great to have you. Well, for our uh, people here, can you just give them a little history about um, your abortion experience uh, mm -hmm. so they can understand? Because we're going to get into later some great resources for people for healing. Right. But let's start with w why you had your abortion and how did that all happen? Okay. Um, my abortions were back in 1977 and 1981. And my first one I had, I did not want a baby to affect my career because I was, I was rising up in the, in the levels of the federal government. And I thought a baby would hold me back from my promotions. And the second abortion, I wanted to keep the baby, but my mom and dad convinced me to have an abortion. Wow. So, and what happened after, after my first one, I started drinking really heavy and then after my second one, it got worse and my depression increased. I became very, very promiscuous and I was basically a raging alcoholic. Wow. And they, um, I was placed in a mental hospital for suicidal tendencies. And the psychiatrist asked me why I, why I wanted to die. And all I could tell him was that I was already dead inside. I just wanted to finish the job. And that's what the abortions did to me. They just, they just, they ripped out my soul. Right. And when um, the other thing that really hurt me with the abortions is I was so angry with myself. I had a tubal ligation at the age of 30 because I didn't feel like I deserved to be a mother. And I also had several unsuccessful relationships, bad marriages, bad engagements, because I couldn't let myself be happy. I didn't deserve to be happy. Wow. And that's what happens with post-abortive women. We, we sabotage everything that we touch because we don't deserve the happiness. We don't deserve the peace. And so, it's hard so to how, ourselves. how many years did you stay in that trajectory of depression, suicide, thoughts, drinking? Like how, how many years after your abortions was it a kind of like a downward spiral, so to speak? Mm -hmm. And then what broke through all that to help you begin to come back up 
and realize I need help and, and get the proper help? The downward spiral started in probably 1982 and it came to a head in 2007. Wow. So that was a very long time that I suffered with all the consequences of my abortions. Yeah. And so what broke through to you finally after, I mean, that was decades of mm -hmm. bad behavior, bad choices, drinking, beating yourself up over the abortions. So finally you, you said, I need help. How, how did you step out of that and get, what kind of help did you get? It was divine intervention, Janet. Um, I had converted to Catholicism in 2006 and I started going, you know, to mass and it was two years into it. There was an advertisement for a faith in the spirit seminar. I had no clue what it was. I didn't know why I was pushed to go. And I know now it was the Holy spirit that was guiding me there. And I, I was there and this gal got up on the stage and she started talking about her abortions. And that was Leslie Bernoulli, also of Silent No More. Right. As I listened to her talk, I just, I started crying. And I said, what in the heck is going on here? And what happened is I've been followed by that dark cloud for so long and I couldn't figure out what was causing that because i'd gotten sober i'd been sober for a long time by then and i still didn't feel whole right and so when she started talking about the abortions it was like that last piece of the puzzle was put together and um i i signed up for healing right that you know that at that session right well i think you had that experience like a lot of the women from silent no more do which is when they give their testimony in churches, in schools, in places, other women who are hurting, and as we know, that's the goal of the, one of the goals of the right. campaign, right. they listen to you and they go, oh my gosh, that's me too. I feel the same way. And, and, no, and you said you had gone you know, for mental health, but these mental health counselors and people in these institutions and psychologists and psychiatrists will not acknowledge that abortion creates this trauma. Isn't, isn't that true? Like all those years you were, you were reaching, reaching, reaching. They weren't acknowledging abortion as having that impact, right? No, they, um, all the time I was in the, in the mental hospital, all the time I was in therapy, mm -hmm. none of them. And on the intake form, they don't even ask about abortion. Right. And yeah. when I was in rehab, they didn't ask about abortion. When I was working on my steps in the 12 step program, they didn't ask me about my abortions. Yeah. So luckily, like you service. said, yeah, God's intervened in your life by getting oh, yeah. you into church and that abortion recovery program. Mm -hmm. And then <clears throat> you, you really got even further in that because then I know you got involved with Leslie Bernoulli mm -hmm. in silent no more coming to DC, being a regional coordinator out in California, giving your testimony, I mean, helping so many people, but you also have a gift that kind of blossomed as a writer. Tell us about that. Well, I've been writing, Janet, since I was just a young child. But when I went through healing, I, I just felt pushed to be able to, to write about something spiritually 
and my faith. And the first one, the first book I wrote was on forgiveness because as you know, post-aborted women have a hard time forgiving themselves for what they've done. Right. And so I decided to go ahead and write a book on forgiveness. And that was the very first book that was published. And it's, and it is called a mended heart because our hearts mend when we go through forgiveness. Right. That's beautiful. And, and you're right in that, those steps, because first the woman has that abortion and immediately following, maybe she might feel relief. Mm -hmm. Some, some women do experience that, but some experience immediate regret and they go in that, that period of time where they're basically beating themselves up for it and they feel it's the unforgivable sin. If they make their way back to church and get the forgiveness from God, the bigger step, as you know, and you're describing is forgiving themselves. Yeah. That's, that's the final step. That's so hard. And <clears throat> what I'm, I've experienced through the women of silent no more is that yes, abortion recovery programs, do help them take that first step of forgiving themselves, but it's, wouldn't you describe it as an ongoing process uh, continually where you get, you begin to get better and better. Like in your case, uh, you've been on the, the, the healing journey now for a long time. A long time yeah. Uh, and so how would you describe that? Like, cause after this book, then you wrote another one too. And we're going to talk about those, but this was a, a step-by-step like, kind of like, healing a little bit better, feeling a little bit better, feeling better. And it's a constant getting back up to that level of feeling whole again, isn't it? Yeah. And it's, it's, it's like, you know, you're peeling an onion. You just keep the peeling, the, the layers just keep peeling off and right. you're getting more and more into, you know, your, yourself and your forgiveness but it right. takes a lot. It takes a long time to do that. And I'm still working on it. And I'm a work in progress to this day. Yeah. yeah well, I think we all are works in progress. And I yeah. think whether you've had an abortion or whatever your past is or whatever, you know, your troubles have been, we're kind of like all we're working our way to to be closer to God. Mm -hmm. But it's a work in progress for all of us because we're all guilty of sins of some sort. And I think this is where other people uh, can relate to what we're saying. Right. Well, even if you didn't have an abortion, you've done something. No, none of right. us are angels right. and we're works in progress. So after you wrote that first book, what was your next uh, writing? The next writing was Redeemed. And that's the um, Rosary Meditations for Post-Abortive Men and Women. Ah. <clears throat> yeah. And we, I had looked online a long time ago to see if there were any books out there after I got my healing, because I wanted to get as many, much literature as I can on it. And I didn't find anything out there that were devotional-wise for post-abortive people. So I figured, well, you know what? I think this is something I could do. And so I, it took me several months to put it all together, but it came out pretty well and it's being used at some of the healing retreats and Rachel's Vineyard and Rachel's Hope. That's great. Well, if people are curious about uh, these books, I want them to know they're available on Amazon and it's Patty Smith uh, and uh, it's Redeemed. And the first one again is forgiven, Amended right? Heart. Amen Amended Heart. heart. Right. Amended Heart. Yeah. And then, <clears throat> so after these first two, you wrote some more, didn't you? 
Yes, I did. You are a nonstop writing machine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a lean, mean <laughs> writing machine here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this, the third one I wrote was that basically it was my testimony. Ah. And, it, and it's called And God Still Loves Me. Oh, boy. Beautiful. And it's all about my journey down into the, <laughs> the darkness and my journey back into the light and how right. God forgave me. Yeah. So now <clears throat> with your healing journey and all that, I mean, you also spent some time in the military, didn't you? Yes, I did. I, I served in the reserves, Army Reserves for 10 years. 10 years. Okay. Yeah. But during that 10 years, is that when the abortion experience happened? Yes. It did. Yeah. So I know you have worked quite successfully with um, Jody Duffy, mm -hmm. who's another Silent No More coordinator, bringing Rachel's Vineyard, a specialized retreat of Rachel's Vineyard just for military. Mm -hmm. What would you describe for you as a person who was in the reserves, in the military, had that abortion experience, and also, too, your experience now trying to bring healing to other people in the military? <clears throat> How would you describe that? Well, Jody and I worked on this. We'd been working on it for quite a while, and we decided that it was better if we had the military women and men do a separate retreat because the lingo is all the same. You know, our experiences are basically the same. And so we can relate to each other as, as veterans or as active duty. And it really turned out well. The, our first retreat, we had, um, I can't remember how many people we had, but there was even a man that showed up as well and which made it really nice and but they were able to talk about not just their abortion experiences but they related to each other with their military experience and right. so that was one more area that they could bond in and feel comfortable with when sharing their stories you know throughout the retreat right and and with the military um especially for active duty huh. um isn't there um, an aspect of this abortion experience that almost hinders their duty to perform uh, their military job? Yeah. Um, what can you say about that? It is, I'm trying to think of, there's a gal that um, had an abortion and she was in the Air Force, I believe. And this is just an example of what happened. She was so depressed after her abortion, she became suicidal. And she was a pilot. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, and that can happen. I mean, because of the, the anger that we have towards ourselves, the depression right. and suicidal tendencies, which happens a lot with post-abortive men and women, you get on the field in the military, there's going to be problems. You know, we carry guns. Right. And so it, it can be a real problem. And that's why we, we wanted to make sure that we were able to offer that healing for them so they can continue on with their careers. Right. Well, I think the woman you're referring to, I think I've heard her story. Mm -hmm. um, she, she almost wanted to crash the, the military jet that she was flying. Yes, wasn't it? She did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's so sad because first of all, she may not have even been flying by herself. There'd be someone else with her. And now she's going to kill these people with her. Uh, on that jet, right? And on the ground. <clears throat> and on the ground, wherever she, <clears throat> it's so sad. So she finally dealt with it by coming on this retreat. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, <clears throat> I think people have to realize, you know, 
I, I think really what happens is because here in the world we're in, everyone's talking about abortion like it's no big deal, as you know. They're still now with the overruling of Roe v. Wade. It's no big deal. Uh, the Democrats are all uh, supporting abortion until birth. They're making it seem like, oh, just have it. No big deal. But we know and you know mm -hmm. firsthand how serious it is. And and now in the military, you know, I mean, it's even worse if if they're not allowed to acknowledge there's something wrong with me. I mean, isn't that almost like a stigma in the military that you don't want to let your guard down? You don't want to no. let anyone know that you're feeling depressed or there's a problem here. Isn't that true? Yeah. You want to hide all those symptoms because then they're going to you're going to end up getting discharged, you know, medically or whatever. Right. But the other thing, too, is when you're in the military and you've had the abortion while you're in the military, it's very hard to keep that secret because they have to go to sick call because they're not going to be able to do their, the physical stuff for a while. So then whoever's at sick call is going to know that there was an abortion. Wow. Yeah. And it's so even though your medical records are supposed to be private, suddenly to. They're, they're public among your superiors and the yes. people you have to report yes. to, right? So that's, that is a real problem too. So these books you've written are, are, are quite beautiful, uh, especially you. your testimony books. And after the testimony book, was there another one? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote one called Behind the Smile. And it that one was not a rosary. I put in personalized scripture in that book regarding um, depression, suicidal tendencies, um, fear of me taking medication, all the things that depressive people go through because I, I suffer from chronic depression and um, that's why I wrote the book and because I wanted people to know that it's okay to be suffering from chronic depression. It's okay to be taking medication. But the, the main part of that book was I used scripture, but I opened it up so they could put their name in each of the verses to make it personal to them. And so they're in the word of God. Right. And what's the name of that book again? It's called Behind the Smile. Behind the Smile. Wow. Because that's, isn't that the truth that everyone puts on their happy face, no matter what's oh, going on inside them? Mm -hmm. uh, they they kind of mask over all the troubles that are hidden there by that smile. That's, that's a very uh, insightful title for the book. And now any more or is that it? <laughs> nope. Nope. Not yet. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Next, next book. The next one I did was um, another, another one with the Bible verses and the personalization of the Bible verses. And it's called steps of faith. And it's, it's through the 12 steps that I went through, through AA. And I just made it with Bible verses. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, and, and there's been a lot of alcoholics that have been been asking for that book, and it makes me feel good. They they actually feel like it's helping them. Well, so. I have a couple of people I know who've gone through AA. They're doing great, but yeah. I'm going to order from Amazon now a few of those copies and get it to them because I think they would really appreciate that. Yeah. Okay, so now is that it, or is there more? There's more. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> next. Uh, the next one was um, Journey to Sunset. And that's rosary medication meditations for caregivers. Because as oh, you know, wow. my mom and dad and my uncle moved in with me in 2012. 
and my mom passed in 2016, my dad 2014, and then my uncle, who also lived with us, passed away two years ago. So I've been caregiving for quite some time. And it's really hard as a caregiver. Sometimes you just want to give up. You know, you go through a, a lot of depression, you go through anger, you go through frustration. And I wanted to have something that people could read and kind of get past that through the faith. Right. Oh, so wow. I, I put that out there and I'm really proud of that one, especially because my it, it dealt specifically with what, what I went through, my feelings when I was going through all the caregiving. Well, and, you know, I've, I've also been in that situation. I've had family members <clears throat> that I had to assist with caregiving and hospice and things like that. And, and in our case, we, we had them at home like you uh, doing that care till the very end. And there's a lot of, like you just described those emotions. I, oh yeah, I remember that. There's days where you feel like I can't do this another day. And there's other days, you know, you kind of hope, is this going to be over soon? You know? And then when they finally pass, there's those feelings of there's like almost like relief, like, Oh, you know, yeah. but then what kicks in guilt? guilt? Why am I feeling this way? I, you know, yeah. and then sadness that they're gone. So I think that's beautiful. So these are rosary meditations for caregivers, right? For caregivers. Yes. Oh, that's beautiful because there's a lot of people out all over the country who are being caregivers right now. Yeah. You know, and, and it's hard, Janet. It's very it, hard, especially it's when, rough. It's especially rough. when you're with a, um, a parent that has dementia, which is yes. in my case, my mom had dementia right. and it was very, very hard for me not to take her, her mood changes personally. Yeah, I know. So. Yes. And so to have a resource like this, I think is beautiful. Beautiful, Patty. Amazing. <laughs> so again, everybody, all these uh, Patty's books, just if you Google Patty's name on Amazon, all these titles will come up and you can do a nice little shopping spree there, picking the titles you like. So now is the caregivers, that's it? Or there was one more? There's one more. Oh my goodness. Go ahead. <laughs> and the last one I wrote was called Embrace the Morning. And it's rosary meditation to help calm the storm. And basically it's, it's nothing but positive thoughts on gratitude and forgiveness and, and looking at nature, looking at all the things that God's created and be grateful for them. Wow. So it's an uplifting book to teach us to be grateful. That that's really, really beautiful. So now are you going to take a pause from writing for a little while? <laughs> Um, that's pretty amazing. I am. I've got some, I've got, I've got one more devotional in the works right now. Um, solace and scripture, which is going to be another personalized scripture on grief. Wow. That's great. So well, that's I, I'll tell you each and every book you just mentioned, I think uh, are so important, but let's just to help our, our people. Let's go. Could you just give us those titles from beginning to end? Like all, I think it's six of them. Let's go through all six just for a minute. So people can make their notes right now. So what was the, go for the first, second, so on. Go ahead. The first one is Amended Heart, Rosary Meditations on Forgiveness. The second one is Redeemed, Rosary Meditations for Post-Abortive Men and Women. Right. The third one is Behind the Smile, 
scripture for people that suffer from depression. Then there was steps of faith for 12 people in 12 step programs. And that's also personalized scripture. Then there was, and God still loves me, which is my testimony. And then journey to sunset, which is a rosary meditation for caregivers. Right. Well, I'll tell you, you're some busy lady. And I want to thank you, Patty, though, for these books and the contribution they've made uh, for people. And also the great contribution you have made over the years uh, with Silent No More and Rachel Zavinia, because I know you have brought many, many people to healing, back to the Lord, and to find now the peace and that path you're on as that onion is peeled away. Absolutely. You're, you're getting closer and closer to the mm -hmm. Lord and more and more at peace. So again, thank you for joining me, Patty. God thank bless. you, Janet, for having me and God bless. Well, brothers and sisters, I hope you were inspired by what you heard, Patty's story. You know, as you heard, this is a woman who had an abortion, became an alcoholic, depression, suicidal, went through healing, but then took her gift of writing to help everyone out there. So these books are fabulous. Please visit Amazon to, and Google Patty Smith, and you can see all those beautiful books she's written. I guarantee you, you'll find some book there for you and for someone you love. So again, this is Janet Miranda, Executive Director of Priest for Life. Thank you for joining us today, and God bless. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.